Good morning, and welcome to Music to My Beers. Zach Miller, along with Warren Cluck, we do this every Sunday, most Sundays from 10 until noon, and we just have a good time talking beer, playing some music. Yeah, it's really weird. This is the uh, sort of the one-year anniversary show that uh, everything kind of shut down. We were we were excited for a big St. Paddy's Day holiday last year, and then right before St. Patrick's Day, everything shut down. So this is really the anniversary of the last Music to My Beers we had before they were like, you guys can't do the show for a few weeks because of COVID, and everybody stay home. We've got two anniversaries to celebrate. Yeah, and it's also the, <laughs> what is it, is it the fifth? It's our sixth. Sixth? Six. We started St. Patrick's Day of 2015. And I remember I had just gotten back from Hawaii, and I was high on getting those Dark Lord tickets. Like, yeah, I'm going this year. Um, but uh, I, I can't believe it's already been six years. We're the second longest running show in the market next to the Jason Lee and Cluck show, right? No, yeah. I have, uh, <laughs> dude, I have, that's six years. I thought it was four, maybe five. But I know. I'm yeah. sorry. I didn't get you anything. I don't know what we're supposed no. to get on a six-year anniversary, and but I got a beer that we brought in. And it's funny because we uh, we started the idea of the show back during a Christmas party the year before. And if I scroll back, those were my first untapped check-ins when we sat in the studio and started brainstorming the idea of a beer show. and we It were, even started at your wedding, too. There were the rumblings coming because we're like, hey, you and Ron and uh, Warren, we should really look at this beer show thing. But it wasn't until even then the following, it went from fall to spring. Because you got married 2014, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then that following spring, we did this. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's flown by, honestly. And the sh- show has changed in so many different ways, you know, from being a one-hour show initially to now being two hours. And Yeah, look at all the friends we made. Look at all the breweries that weren't around. Uh, Crooked U hadn't started yet. Mm-mm. Hoplore hadn't started yet. I think we had Yakida as uh, some of our first guests. Yeah. The, Bare Hands. Open. Bare Hands. Uh, and then uh, South Bend Brew Works wasn't a thing back then. So we've had all these uh, breweries pop up. Was Goshen Brewing Company open back in 2014? Uh, they maybe had just opened up. They okay. were a, a new concept, but yeah, yeah, because uh, we actually had um, Jesse in, and he was one of our guests as well that first year. Yeah, that was uh, 150 years ago. So, <laughs> welcome to the sixth anniversary show of Music to My Beers. We're going to be here all morning. Thank you for joining us here on Music to My Beers. Michiana's first, first best, 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 and only show dedicated to craft beer and drinking music. Cool brews, hot tunes. This is music to my beers. Music, music to my beers on Real Rock 1039, The Bear. Glad to have you aboard for this uh, St. Patty's Day one-year COVID anniversary of the shutdown and also the sixth anniversary of Music to My Beers. We're very pumped to be here. I'm Cluck with Zach, and uh, we were just talking a minute ago. All the things that have changed over the course of uh, this show, one of the first things that I remember the three of us laughing about, that we even had little like zinger sweepers between the music <laughs> that would highlight the fact that we had a beer show in Indiana on Sunday, the only day of the week you couldn't go buy packaged alcohol, and that changed a few years ago. I forgot about that. Yeah, Governor Holcomb came in with the, the new bill, he signed it, and then it was like the next Sunday we could start buying beer. Yeah, we had a big celebration. We did a big prohibition show, I think, in yeah. honor of that. And then uh, and then, then the pandemic hits, and then home alcohol delivery became a thing here in Indiana. Like, oh, we my went, goodness. We went from not being able to buy on Sunday at all to getting it delivered to your doorstep on the, on the Lord's Day in pretty short order. <laughs> and it wasn't like Drizzly, which is now available in the South Bend area, had to come in and do that. Like, breweries like Crooked U and Bare Hands and some of the others were just bringing it to your door. If you ordered enough beer, they'll, they'll come. Actually, I think it was just... You, if you want to order a four-pack, there might be a little bit of a fee then. But I, I remember back when the pandemic started, I saw Bare Hands. They were, like, putting, like, 
uh, delivery to your house, and I was like, I'm going to order up $100 worth of beer just because I want... Can't hide that stimulus <laughs> money. I want to make Burn sure that... Burn a they... hole in Mr. Miller's pocket. Well, I want to make sure that some of my favorite breweries make it through the end of this thing, and I just thought, man, I, I just don't know. And so then we were doing takeout from Crooked U because they have amazing food and... That's yeah. kind of where my money was going. I had three really surreal moments during the the, the initial couple of months of the pandemic. One of them was, uh, of course, everyone's like, you, we're open for carryout only. Mm-hmm. So I went down to the Crooked U, and it was just Sean, their chef, Alain, and, uh, and the brewer, Andy, that were sitting there in the middle of the day having a beer in an empty, closed restaurant. It was open for carryout, so I rolled in. Got a couple growlers, chatted with them for a minute, and that was my first experience with a closed establishment coming in to get something to go. Oh, yeah. And the next weekend, I went down to Hop Station, and uh, Casey and DJ just started doing the package-to-go sales. They were open for package-to-go, and it was weird going into a place that you're used to being packed with people. You'll see all the cars in the parking lot and all the, the Olivia's spillover traffic. It's dark. It's empty. You just you rolled in. You pick what you wanted. They rung you up, and I and I walked out with it like it was a normal bottle shop, only with a much better selection. Yeah. And then uh, about a month later, I was. Uh, it was the citywide's uh, citywide in Belmont rolled out their big apps. <laughs> so I remember sitting at citywide and having to like figure out what I wanted, placing my order. And I sat in the parking lot of the citywide downtown <clears throat> with nine other cars. Everyone doing the same thing. We were all yeah. sitting there. Everyone's kind of looking puzzling at each other, sort of giving yourselves the shrugs. Like, can you believe this is? <laughs> This is a thing we're doing. Yeah. You know, so it was three really odd experiences in fairly short order once the shutdown happened. But uh, then there were the rumors, I think about a month or two into it, that, you know, the beer stores were going to shut down. And we're like, oh, my oh, God, yeah. what are we going to do with our spare time? <laughs> better better stockpile and everything. I, I just remember working at home. I got I had the privilege of being able to work from home and, and do basically two different shows from the house. And then we had a little break in the action doing some COVID reruns uh, for the beer show because I couldn't qu- I only came in like maybe one day out of the week, but I was trying to only come in sparingly um, just to make sure that whatever I brought in here didn't get you guys sick and take you guys off the air and this, that, and the other. But one thing that was super cool is it's like 2.30 in the afternoon and I'm like, well, might as go down, might as well just go down to the bottle shop, pick some stuff up. Yeah, it was it was really fun because that for the first three weeks, I don't care if you got if you got sent home from work or you were still working from the office, everyone sort of treated it. The adults did kind of like a spring break. Mm-hmm. We're like, we could do whatever we want because usually what happens is I'll I'll come to work, do the show during the week, and then we're here till about noonish. I go to the gym for a couple hours, go work on the show for a little bit. That's about four o'clock in the afternoon. All that was wiped out, and and work said, you know, but the show's over during the week. You got to leave exactly at ten, so we'd pack up and leave. The gym was closed, so there was a free ninety minutes of my day. There was nothing to do, and so I'd knock out some show stuff, and then by eleven forty-five, I had nothing to do. So we decided, hey, why don't we, you know, let's Start drink. drinking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was right when summer had rolled around and the pool season was was kicking up again. So I'm like, I this is this is fantastic. Then after a few weeks, you start to realize, I I cannot live like this. Mm-mm. This cannot be a thing. Nope. No. <laughs> so I, I think it was about mid-June that I put the brakes on that. I'm like, you need to start behaving like an adult and keep your, you know, confine your, your beer drinking to the weekends. That's probably for the best, too, for, for everybody involved. Yeah. You know, because my wife, she's like, wait, are we drinking again? I'm like. You're like, you shut your mouth, woman. It's 4 o'clock on a Tuesday. We got something to celebrate. Yeah. <laughs> Another day and no work. Uh, this was it was one year ago. This show that we uh, we got shut down and the entire state of Indiana closed to everything. Oh my gosh! It was just like the weirdest thing. It was a ghost town at at times. You know, trying to travel around. I know that there are certain they didn't totally travel ban us, but it was just like if you don't have to go anywhere, don't. 
you know, do the grocery delivery to your house, do beer delivery to your house. Yeah, and it was weird for us, especially in radio, because, uh, you know, it, when there's a snowstorm, we still have to come in to tell people not to go into their work. So mm-hmm. it was the first time, really, that a lot of us were told specifically, like, you can't come to work, you've got to stay home. And I would have never thought a million years that we would have, wouldn't would be able to do the show for, you know, several weeks at a time here and there because there was a pandemic going on. So it was it was a weird experience for you and I to be like, oh, uh, okay, I guess we'll just we'll do a rerun show. That's something we're able to do, so we'll stay home, and then, you know, that's it. We pivoted, though, and we were able to – we got the iPads out that we record when we go and do remote stuff, and we did a poolside show from your place, a backyard show from my place. And... Um, we did a show from uh, Westwind Brewery over in Elkhart. That's uh, right. Sort of early on when things started to open up a little bit, but we were able to get out before the crowds were there and uh, talk to Aaron and, and you know visit the place for the very first time. That was a lot of fun. We've got to do a lot of that over the course of our six years that we've been together from – Recording shows from bare hands to recording shows, like you mentioned, West Wind, to even doing shows out at the Century Center right before the beer fest kicked off. And then I'd go home and I'd transfer that stuff. Or we even had a sneak out show. Yeah. Speaking of basketball coming up. Yeah. All the, uh, it was really funny because all the things that we've done, we've just talked about, we all took for granted. Like I didn't think there was going to be a January where the Century Center didn't have a giant beer festival. Mm-mm. I do know we may talk about it news and notes later on the show, but the uh, Wine and Beer Fest is coming back to Four Winds. Seriously? I heard. A little you bird, heard? A little bird told me. Oh. Yeah. So, wow. So okay. We're, we're, starting to get, it. we're starting to get some festivals coming back and things, you know, bars in, are uh, open up in Michigan and things are starting to slowly return back to normal. But it's been, it's been a wild year for the show, but it's also been a wild six years for the show. Just all the things we've watched happen. And it, every once in a while, when we're cutting up stuff or looking at audio for the show, or I'm I'm trying to transfer things to make room for new things, I'll trip across some of the early episodes, like one through ten. Yeah, dude, some of the beers we were talking about back then, like, the <laughs> have thing, you ever had a two hearted? <laughs> well, the, the, the things we were hyped about, like you know, getting, uh, I think it was year two or three that M43 showed up. Oh yeah, and we were all hyped about running north of the border into Michigan and trying to get our hands on uh, on a, well, a can or maybe two of fresh M43, and now. M43 and Boss Tweed from Old Nation are available everywhere, but it was also when the show first started six years ago, hazy IPAs weren't really a thing, and now Mm -hmm. your brewery's basically dead in the water. Oh, if you don't have a hazy IPA, you don't do something that's like a milkshake IPA? Yeah, Yeah, and a lot of the breweries that do them, name them names, poking fun at the fact that we pretty much have to do this. You know, (laughs) This is something we have to do because we know it's going to sell. And it always does because it's the first thing that you look to when you go to the, the board at a brewery is like, okay, so what kind of IPAs do you have? Or, and even my brother knows that from opening up his brewery this past summer, he opened up a brewery on July 4th of 2020. Is that crazy? Yeah. And uh, Brandon at Niles Brewing Company, same deal, decides to, it just so happens he's opening up during a pandemic. So, uh, man, if you were able to open and stay open during this time, then good on you. Yeah. But if you're going to open, if you're planning on making a brewery, you got to make sure that you got the IPA because that's what... That's what I mean. I'm. What call still, That's what the casuals drink. Casuals are. Uh, we were known as hopheads back then. Remember, because we were the hoppiest, most bitter, tongue-punching beer that you ever had. And so we yeah. got excited about um, the the one from Lagunitas, the Hop Stupid, where it's like 102 IBUs and uh, maybe like eight percent. And it was like, yeah, this is Zombie Dust was really popular back then with Citra and everything. And there were a few shows uh, early on in the Music to My Beers Genesis where you and I and Ron would talk about Hop Slam with this, you know, this reverence oh. that this was the pinnacle because there weren't many double IPAs out there. And this mm-hmm. one's the best. And we'd scramble to get as much as we could. But 
when, when the show first started six years ago, KBS was a big deal, hard to get. CBS from Founders was something that was only whispered about. And we, <laughs> we, we had a huge tasting. We went down to Fiddler's downtown when they had, the, they had one of the only kegs of CBS in the entire state of Indiana. We, we got down there and... Uh, we were there to meet Adam Lepper, our buddy, who's dressed up in full regalia. Yeah, he was dressed up as the Mountie for, uh, for, <laughs> for CBS from Founders. But you start thinking about some of the wild things and the trends and uh, like... Some of the first hazies we got were like from Treehouse and Trillium and like, wow, this is an amazing beer style. The M43 rolls around and the whole thing just happens. And now it's to the point where I'll go to a citywide or a Belmont and I'll buy a new hazy. That I, I can I can buy a new hazy every time I go to the store now mm-hmm. that I haven't had or seen before. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't my taste buds recognize a really well done, fresh, hazy IPA. But there's a a, a, hand, there's a small handful of those. And a lot of these things, after you get away from that first tier, taste, I mean, it's hard, man. Like, I don't know if I, if, am I drinking the same beer? I have two different cans. What's, you know. Right. Because they're, they're so similar in, in, in the fact that they are nice and they're smooth. There's, you, you get the hop, you get the aroma, you get all that stuff. But then to me, it all, it always comes down to a little bit of that yeast and how they, how they made it hazy. Because sometimes you can. Do a little bit of the the wheat yeast, which makes beers cloudier, like a polliner, you know, when you pour that, yeah, or, yeah. or a or a Oberon because of that wheat ale yeast. I think some of that goes into some of these IPAs instead of the wheat ales, and that kind of creates that. So that to me is is one of the little tricks that you can do to make that hazy uh, IPA. But it's 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 not anymore that you got to have it crisp clear clarity is no longer a thing that no. beer judges talk about because no. they're like wait this one's supposed to be i want it muddy like puddle water <laughs> and yeah, speaking of wheat though did you see founders had an announcement earlier this week that their uh all day vacay is coming this summer oh it's their all day uh wheat session okay beer okay i could jump on board for that that sounds kind of close to the the light point from new holland have you had that, that one Mm-mm. it's like a 3.9 percent beer it's a nice Easy drinking wheat ale made from like coconut water, and, but their big thing is it's like ninety six calories, something like that. Uh, Firestone uh, Firestone Walker has one of those. It's called Easy Jack. Oh yeah, yeah. But it's available. I've only seen it available in really tall cans, but it's like ninety six calories for the entire can. It's really good. It's it's you know Ooh. I think it's four point three, but that's a really good session as well. Mm, We're getting off man. the path, but uh, yeah. Thank you for joining us here. It's the sixth anniversary show of Music to My Beers, and also the one anniversary of our COVID shutdown from last year. So. <laughs> Big times, happy memories. Thanks for being along, and also thanks if you're just joining us here on the Week of My Beers. And now, a thinly veiled reason to talk about more alcohol. Let's take our beers to the movie with Music to My Beers, B-Movie. Music to my beers, and then we've reached the uh, well, first first benchmark of the first hour. We like to break down, talk about movies, talk about alcohol, and a little segment we've paired them both together and call it the, the B-movie. B-movie. And you and I were wondering a minute ago off the air if this was the first B-movie we ever did, but I know we've reviewed this movie on more than one occasion. It's like the staple of this show as far as B-movies go. I mean, because it, it's every... It, it's all encompassing for like one of the best movies related to beer. I don't know that there's any movies about beer, right? This uh, this is the most drinkingest movie of all time, <laughs> and that's from the Broken Lizard comedy troupe Beer, beer Fest. Fest.
Uh, I'm going to go first because I, I love this movie, and I love the anything the Broken Lizard guys do, even even some of their lesser-known stuff like Club Dread, Slam and Salmon. They do really good stuff. They had a movie come out before their first independent movie that came out before Super Troopers was called Puddle Cruiser. Uh-huh. And if you've watched any of their other stuff, you go back and watch Puddle Cruiser, you can see the, sort of the genesis of their brand of humor and how these guys are. So they great. work so well as a team. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I'm going to give this one six pack, and I'm going to do a throwback from an early show favorite of uh, Ice Cold Zombie Dust. Ooh, yeah. For us, Zombie Dust was hard to get. It was a big deal. Then we started being able to get our hands on it, and then we kind of fell away from it, and it's it's come back recently. I've started seeing it all over the place. You can get it in cans now, mm-hmm. and you forget what a fantastic uh, what a fantastic beer this is. Oh, it's incredible. I had one the other day when I was uh, I rollerbladed down to Howard Park Public House. That's a story for a different segment. <laughs> okay. I'll save that. But it's so good. Zombie Dust is, is incredible. It still drinks just as good as it did the day we had it. Back in 2015. Yeah, and it's uh, it's it's a definite throwback. It's one of those beers you drink. Like, you know, you drink a Coors, it reminds you of, like, you know, mm. ballpark beer with your pops. Being eastbound and down, yeah, you know, before you could get it over the, the what, Mississippi, I think, as, as far as it went back in the early 80s. Yeah, now you uh, you sit back and you reach for an ice-cold zombie dust. You remember, oh, yeah, my baby craft beer craft beer fan days. Oh, man, now I'm getting thirsty. But this movie still as funny as it now as it, would have, uh, it came out 10, 12 years ago. So what's, I, what's your favorite scene? When they when they had uh, far I, I can never remember the guy's name when Farva Farva yeah. <laughs> when his character dies and you're like wow the main character dies and they and with like three strokes of a pen on the script they bring him back and everything carries on he's like his twin brother's like why don't you just call me landfill and they continue <laughs> with the rest of the movie like nothing ever happened I I still think that's one of the funnier things funnier moments in a comedy I've ever seen because I thought. Okay, well, how are they going to deal with this? And then, oh, it's his twin brother. It's his brother. And why well, you just call me his name? And then they act like nothing ever happened. There's like a three-minute moment of the film where he's dead, he's gone, <laughs> he's buried, and then nothing ever happened for the rest of the movie. I think that's the funniest part to me of the whole film. I I love it from the get-go with um, Donald Sutherland and his, like, dying wish. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's just, like, he's sipping the beer, and then all of a sudden he just goes out. But I think one of my favorite scenes is when Monique is in the picture. But it's not really Monique, and it's it's when Barry gets just super hammered, and he starts hitting every cup and quarters and stuff at the bar, and then he takes home Monique, who is a totally different actress, Yeah, and he wakes up the next morning. How about a little slap and tickle? <laughs> How about a little slap and tickle? <laughs> He's wearing the... I've done that before at parties, too, where you wear like the, the beer hat around, oh, yeah. and like, ah, oh, cash that 24-pack. Everybody from a sporting event, you always have that moment where like you have enough beer and you're a really good bowler, but then you have a little bit more beer and you're a terrible bowler. Again. Oh yeah. yeah, he hits that window with with beer with quarters, and it's like boom, <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Oh, just such a great movie. If you have not seen Beer Fest yet, what are you waiting on? Turn the radio off. Go watch it right now. We'll get your license. Uh, oh, my beer that I'll throw in there is one that we used to we used to be uh, trying to get. Um, it, it's not a hazy. It's one that we used to try to get all the time because it was the number one beer in America. When this f- show first started, it was the number one beer, as voted by Zymergy Mag- Magazine's um, readers, and that's Pliny. Pliny the Elder. I'm going to go with one Pliny the Elder because uh, this movie is still, like you said, it's it's one of my favorites. I, I've i seen it probably more times than I can count on both hands. My wife has seen it. Probably a handful of times. Women, not very impressed with it. No, they but don't she, take, they she don't take to it, it like funny. guys, though. <laughs> yeah. 
I think it was probably like the uh, the boobs in the uh, early scenes. What? I know. There's brief nudity. So if you're under the age of 17, maybe get some parental discretion before you start watching this. But yeah, because we all did back in the day. <laughs> There's our B movie for this week, a classic throwback. I think this is now three times we reviewed Beer Fest. Maybe we'll check in with it every couple of years. I'm sorry. Sorry. Why? How? Does not, Jason use fault, this bro. microphone? Oh, dude, no, it's bad. <laughs> it's so bad that he and I usually don't even notice it during the week. We're just like, it, it's like, may as well be wind chimes outside. You don't even notice. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Now we'll go back to the beer. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Early on in the show's uh, development, we, we had a tendency to have some beers during the show. We had mm-hmm. a tendency to get carried away a couple of times. And then we had to roll it back and stop for a bit. And we're like, you know what? We're a beer show. We need to drink at least one beer on the air while we're doing the show. So we mm-hmm. thought, let's take the opportunity. And we've done a pretty good job, all the split ones, of highlighting beers that we've never had before. And why don't you tell us a little bit about this one? Um, this is a hazy IPA from Bear Hands. I think at the bottom of the can, it's pretty fresh, too. It was, like, canned last month. Um it's trying not to... I'm trying not to hear. And it's got Van Gogh on there. I'm trying, with one I'm trying there. not to hear that. Trying not to hear that. Van Gogh's on the front cover. Uh, it's one of my favorite artworks that Bear Hands has done. I mean, they, they do a lot of great stuff on their beers. But this is a fresh, hazy IPA. Um, sorry. I'm just going to pull up the uh, untap. Wow. I did not want the lyrics to uh, Positive K's. I got a man. Uh, I can tell you this. It's got Simcoe Summit Eldorado hops. They use their bare hands hazy house blend yeast. It clocks in at a nice 7% flat IBA. Ooh, it uses... Or ABV, I mean. And uh, they've got uh, the Pilsner, the malt, the fermentables, the two-row oats, the wheat. And it's got uh, really good uh, ratings on Untapped. For all the uh, unique. So, when was this baby born on? Uh, two, it looks like 216. And they say marketing doesn't work. The born on date. You just even referenced it. That's been oh, around man. for 20 years now. You smell it. The first thing you do, you get that hint of the bare hands yeast mm. in there. And you get the juicy nose. Chris and the guys there do not do bad hazy beers. They, they I mean, they don't. They don't do a bad IPA. I remember Thai PA. That was one of my main go-tos back when we first started the show. My mm-hmm. wife loves Thai PA. And, and Westie was another big one that they had. And think about in the six years how many different ones we've tried from Bare Hands, too. Yeah, loads. And I think this. I think the beer show, I think Music to My Beers even started during the year they had that very first uh, double tie day. Or was it a couple mm-hmm. years later? I think so. They they had a way of uh, wanting to celebrate one of their mainstays, one of the, the the big beers that they have there, and we got to be a part of it because yeah, Eric, Eric and Chris came into the studio and they talked to us a little bit about that day, and then we also got we got tickets to the the actual event and went over and picked them up. And back back when Double Tie Day first started, they came in bombers. You got the Double Tie bomber. Incredible. And now it's in cans. Now it's in four packs. Mm. That is so good. Yeah, sometimes with a hazy, and I think you get you get used to it with the the lactose and uh, brewed hazies, where you get that really thick body that just clings to your tongue. Yeah, this. I mean, obviously, there's no lactose involved in the brewing process, but you get it's it's you get a really thick full body, but when you swallow, it's gone. It's, it has a nice clean finish to it. It does, and it's not it's not that bitter. Like you get a little bit more bitterness on this one, but it's like. It's almost like a bitterness like you get when you drink orange juice. Yeah. Like that citrusy bitterness that comes from a grapefruit or oranges. 
Yeah, when people started rolling these beers out, you started tasting more and more of the hazies and the juicies, and you and some of the flavors you can get just from a pure blend of hops. Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That you can create an orange juice flavor, a Sunny mm-hmm. D flavor, a flavor that's this juicy and tropical, and you know the pineapple one. You're just using primarily it's just hop combinations. I could pick up a four pack of this with some and drink it with some non IPA drinkers, and they'll all be like, "Oh, that's really good. Can I have another one of those?" Because like I think about my mother in law, she's one that does not drink IPAs, and when I pull up with hazy IPAs, she tries one and she's like, "Well, that's really good. Oh, I'll have that." You know. Yeah, I think uh, my mother-in-law, we got her hooked on Elvis juice from BrewDog Ooh. because it's a nice, grapefruity, sunshiny, you're in the backyard having a good time. But it's also, it's not it's not beer beer. It's not an IPA like you would think in the classic definition. Mm-hmm. These are great because, it, and with the, going back to the lactose thing, you ever drink a lot of milk and you get that weird phlegmy throat? Oh, yeah. you get I get that if you have one or two milkshake IPAs where you're like, it's good. I appreciate the the uh, the way they're made, the craftsmanship and you know the, the stewardship that goes into making something like that. But... After one or two, I'm like, I'm ready to move on and have a clean throat. This is great because you get that juicy, you get that it's it's got the nose you want on, on something like this, and it's got a nice clean finish, which is uh important to me if I'm gonna have more than one. Oh yeah. Yeah. And uh what, seven percent? Not gonna knock you back too much. I no. mean, as far as um you can get work done still after one or two of these. I mean, I wouldn't operate heavy machinery, but no. you know, if you're raking a lawn, by all means, be be a beast, take down the four pack. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. It's like the it's not not quite the lawnmower yeah. of beers, but it's still it's, it's a beer that you know I would... it is. It's the push mower of beers, not the riding lawnmower of you're beers. Right? Yeah, yes. there you go. Okay. <laughs> uh, so we thought we'd have a segment where we break down, we each kick in three beers, we go around the horn, and uh, these could be things we had, things we want to have, or things that we don't want to have ever again. And the first one I'm going to throw in is a beer I had earlier this week, and I was confused because the untapped profile for the beer is listed as a pale ale, just a straight-up American pale. Oh, yeah. But the can clearly says that this is a double dry hop, double IPA, and it comes in at 8.2, I think 8%. I couldn't understand, but it was Generous Lee by uh, Burnham Brewing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, fantastic. It's it comes in the it's got the big to go can written on it and uh I saw it for the first time earlier this week. It was Monday at uh at Citywide. Fantastic. I've never had really a, a beer from Burnham that I wasn't absolutely crazy about. This is it's this is another one. It's it's fantastic. Uh the next one I'm gonna throw in is one that I had this week that uh, I've had before, but this week it was particularly sweet because I drank it on Tuesday night for paying off my uh my yeah. I told my wife, I'm like, I'm gonna click this button and I'm gonna go pull something fun out of the cellar and I'm gonna you know, I'm gonna tear it up a little bit to celebrate. But I had a twenty nineteen Dark Lord. I had three left and I, I figured, you know what? I've got two for sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, and twenty. I got three for nineteen. I'll pull it up. I'll pull that. But it tasted great, holds up really well, and I know the knock on Dark Lords, it's soy sauce and it gets, you know, off but it, this was great. It's everything you want in a classic, real dark Russian imperial stout. It's real, you know, just thick. The My favorite thing about Dark Lord, and uh, this was one of the first things I ever noticed about it when I got my first pour at Three Floyds, was that lacing on the glass. Oh, the yeah. viscosity. It's like the thickest motor oil ever, but the way it just clings to the glass. It just drips down so slow yeah, as you're yeah. watching it. And and it's always it'll always be, to me, the biggest treat. And I know that uh, it's not as big big a deal as it once was. At one point, it was the number one rated craft beer in the country. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it, it has turned into its own thing altogether. There didn't used to be, back in the day, a festival. It used to just be people on a share table. <laughs> you kind of show up and you, you buy it, right? Yeah. Like, 
Yeah. You were there at one of the, the original ones. I think it was there for year two okay. where, where they walked down the line counting <laughs> and they got to a, like one guy and they were like, all right, no more bottles. And then the rest of us had to go in and buy it on tap and try it that way. Ooh. And another one I'm going to throw in, and uh, this one, I, I like anything that Revolution does in the Hero series, but they're selling these one-off tall cans. Mm-hmm. So you can go in and get a couple of tall boys for the golf bag. Yeah. And uh, Legal Hero was awesome this week. It, all their stuff is 7-plus percent alcohol by volume, so it's it's got a kick to it. But I feel that that whole series of beers spotlights the hop really well. If it's Mosaic Hero, you taste the Mosaic Hop. If it's Citra Hero, you taste the Citra Hop. So it's it's a great beer series to get into. It's 20 bucks for a 12-pack, usually for the variety. If you're you want to... Taste the hops specifically. That's a great place to start, a great baseline mm-hmm. to start. So you know that, like, wow, I like El Dorado hops. Wow, I don't care for Citra. I think Mosaic's delicious. You know, that Mosaic hero was what teed me up to know that I was going to like Mosaic Promise from Founders. And anything that has a Mosaic hop in it, I know there's going to be a, a, something there for me. So those are my three. I wish I would have. I, I thought I had a picture of it because I, I did pick up, um, it's their double dry hopped hazy IPA from uh revolution and it's one of the heroes but i don't remember which hero it is it's, it comes in a blue can and it's uh is that yeah. the one you're talking about legal the, the, the legal hero comes in a green can okay but they've got a couple of them they're coming in 24 ounce cans now oh whoa okay yeah. i got the big can i just maybe they're 16 18 ounces i don't know what they are i got the, the i think mine was a 16 ounce four pack and i thought well 16 ounce four pack for 10 bucks that's a that's a decent deal so I'll, I'll grab that one, but I, I yeah, it's always priced good, and you know, it, like you know, it's not going to lay you out and say this is the most incredible beer, but it's also way better than your average. So it, it, that to me is always a great series to check out, and it's a good education. Like it's if you're trying to get to know what hops you like, like you mentioned, it's a it's a great way to educate yourself on what a mosaic is versus Simcoe versus El Dorado versus Galaxy. Yeah, even look at Revol- how far Revolution Brewing Company has come in the six years the show's been on the air. When we first started, they were known for you know some of their, their Pilsners and their, their IPAs, but then they had this Hero Series develop and take off. And then over the course of the six years, they've really become like the barrel-aged stout mm-hmm. authority in Chicago, really taking the crown, a lot of people feel, from Goose Island. Anti-Hero was the only one that you could order when you'd go to Chicago, and that was the one that I would always look for on tap. That one and Daisy Cutter, which we now have over here. Yeah! yeah. So it's all, it's all coming full circle. Um, so I'm going to throw in the uh, Wendigo Stout from Crooked U. Okay, perfect. Um, is it Wendigo or Wendigo? I've always had a few, so it just sort of comes out as a blend between the I, two. I know. Well, especially I, I had a, uh, a crowler of it the other night. It's 9.5%. So, you know, I was feeling good. I watched a movie, and it was just me. It was just me. My, my kids were in bed. My wife was going to work the next day, so she wasn't hanging out. But that one had such a great, like, dark chocolate, burnt caramel flavor to it. And um, uh, and also a little bit of the dried fruit fig, like that stone fruit that you get. So if you're going to try something from Crooked U and you want something a little heavier, go for the Wendigo Stout. Perfect. Um, it's like uh, Recknep's bigger brother. Um, the speaking of darker beers, the black IPA, that was something that was kind of popular back when we first started this show. And then it went away. It was like either a black IPA or an IBA India black ale. Um, but Greenbush has one called anger and that one is on, it reminds me of the sleeping lion from bare hands. Cause it's on the hoppier end mm-hmm. of uh, a black IPA. It's just it's really good. It kind of reminded me of, uh, and you turned me on to it because you hooked me up with the Blackhearted from Bells. It kind of reminded me a, a little bit of that. Yeah. Um, so if you're into the the Black Ales, 
poppier black ales, definitely pick up Anger. That's a good one. Uh, and then this one, I'm still going to bring you in because I, I I forgot to bring this in today, but I'm going to bring it in tomorrow. Um, uh, the Coffee Minotaur, which is a vanilla, no, a bourbon barrel aged coffee and vanilla sour ale from Orpheus. And Orpheus is a brewery out of Atlanta that we've been able to get here over the last couple of months. Um, Boy, that sounds delicious. It's it's weird because you get the coffee, you get a little bit of the bourbon, some vanilla, but uh, it's actually sour. It's really sour on the okay. end. So it'll throw you for a loop. But uh, yeah, I'm interested. I when I when I poured it when I bought it, I thought it was going to be a coffee stout, and then I just didn't read the label. And so when I was pouring it, I was like, wait a second, this is kind of actually like more of an orangish color, and I can see through it. Not not what I was going for. What did for. I spend my money on? I know. Ah. I'll do that sometimes. But uh, Coffee Minotaur from Orpheus is my last one that I'm going to throw in. Wow, damn. Bars, restaurants, concerts, all of it. It's over. You mean we're not getting a St. Patrick's Day party? Yeah. Oh, I'm so <laughs> bummed. I'm like, oh, we can't go out and get drunk off green beer for St. Patrick's Day? <laughs> How many bars and, and places had green beer on tap probably for the next three months? There were a load, and we've seen, uh, it was early on in the pandemic, we saw a lot of restaurants and bars. We talked about it last hour, Pivot. Mm-hmm. And start doing to go sales, start doing crawlers, growlers, and uh, also we saw people like I remember LaSalle Kitchen Tavern down downtown. Yeah, uh, about a month into the pandemic, they knew that things weren't going to be opening up anytime soon, so they sold off their entire stock of beer at Whoa. discounted rates. But you could go down there and you could point through the window and say, "Give me three of those." I think uh, a couple of my friends and I went down and we were like, "Yeah, give us all we can possibly get. This is great." Discounted bombers of founders. That that is so awesome. <laughs> I mean, what a, what a way to like kick off the pandemic too, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, and All that beer's long gone, <laughs> but it was a nice couple of weeks. But I, I also think about like the ways in which breweries and restaurants had to kind of pivot from that, and Toast Tab became like a it was like the Zoom for restaurants because there were so many different times that my wife and I would be like, okay, like let's do carry out. We'd go on there to the app, we'd order off of it of when we wanted to get it picked up. And then it was amazing because I'd head down to the Crooked U. My beer and my food was ready for me to just pick up and go. Yeah. And I biked down there. I drove. And LKT did the same thing where they were putting together packages where I think my wife and I got two burger, two crazy burgers and yeah. then a six pack of India. There, there was like, uh, they had a big variety to choose from, but what I'm getting six bare hands beers and two burgers, but you go down, it's all picked up, ready to bag, ready to go. It was great. And we started to laugh. We're like, you know, once this thing is over and I'm still hoping that it will be soon, I don't think we're going to be able to go back to doing things the way we were before. Ordering on apps, getting it delivered. Ooh. I mean, beer pickup, it's great. I'm probably going to, I mean, for the for as long as we're still in this thing, I'm going to tip like I'm eating in the restaurant and just doing like that. Just going down there and picking stuff up. and Because and, I, I like the convenience of staying at my house. I don't have to worry about driving home then. You know, if I've had one, two, many. Um, or finding a, a way to get home. It's well, like... And and I was telling you, uh, my wife and I went to Hop Station a couple of weeks ago for the like our first big outing here in town since the pandemic. Yeah, finding an Uber. Nobody tells you how hard it is to find an Uber right now. I think like we're down to ten percent of our normal Uber drivers in, in the Michigan area. Wow, it t- it'll take you anywhere from fifteen to thirty minutes to to get a car, like to locate one before it comes to pick you up. So if you're thinking about going out and kind of returning to normal, be cognizant of that. And every driver we talked to, we've had a couple of them said that. Yeah, barely anybody's driving because of the pandemic. Because the odds of you picking up a you know a, a sick college student are pretty high. Oh, so everyone kind of wound it back and they're not driving. So there there aren't a lot of Uber drivers out there. So you got to you have to factor that into your plans because usually it used to be what Friday we get an Uber, go out, 
Oh, yeah. Be wildly irresponsible at several different establishments and then come home, uh, have an Uber spill you into your driveway, and you can't just you just can't take that for granted and do it now. So what you're trying to say is if you're willing to risk it. No, don't got- risk it. Be responsible. That's not the word. Don't was- say risk it. That's that's not. We can't say that on a beer show. I was going to say, no, 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 not risk it, but risk risk getting COVID. But a good side hustle right now would be being an Uber driver. Yeah, but you also might get COVID. Yeah. So there's that. So there's that. But, man, if I want to pick up a part-time gig, Uber might be the way to go. If they're, no. if they're done. <laughs> I don't want to drive for Uber because I might wind up with people like me. And then no, <laughs> nobody wants that in the back of their car. But Oh, yeah. Something this has been around since the inception of the beer show six years ago. News and notes. We thought of the way that... It was going to be me because I didn't talk as much during the show. Yeah, it used to be just Stryker and I, and Zach would sit there like a wallflower and like, you know, your name's on the show, you got to talk a little bit. And you're like, I don't know what to say. I'd be like, oh, maybe I'll talk about this, or I don't know how to how to come into a conversation. So, we, so you guys we, invented this we, for me. We shuffled you into this spot. Eventually, we got the little intro music that you just heard. And now it's, uh, you know, I, I can tell you that many people in this area look forward to this every week. Oh, yeah. Hearing <laughs> Zach talking about the drinking weeks ahead. It's like uh, my own my own diner, really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sort of. Uh, but I'm going to tell you about what's coming up, what we can look forward to. And one is happening this Wednesday, beginning this Wednesday for the next five days at Founders. They're doing their Celerade, and I was looking into this. You go up there. It's open from 11 a.m. to 9 p.m., and they're pulling stuff out that they've cellared for you that you can try on tap. That's available. So if you want to make the trip up to Grand Rapids between now and the 21st, well, so, sorry, the 17th through the 21st, you can go up there and you can try a, a couple of things that they got on tap. Um, maybe things that you're, you're curious about, you haven't tried. I know that if this was Celerade probably five years ago, we'd want to go up and we'd want to try CBS because it, CBS was always one of those things that we're like, oh. You hear about. Yeah. But never be able to yeah, find I, it and try it. I lived in Grand Rapids for two years. Didn't hear a whisper about CBS. And here, all along, it's just little nugget of amazing beer that they had up there. Yeah. It's still funny when you see it on store shelves now. You're like, <laughs> I remember when we'd uh, make a big deal out of this. We're so old. Yeah. Um, so that that is happening March 17th through the 21st from 11 a.m. to uh, six, or 9 p.m. Um, and then six weeks till the grand opening now of the Brass Elk. It's going to be Elkhart's newest brewery. So they've got... Quite a few over there, from Yakida to Westwind, and now Brass Elk is going to be formerly where Hydraulic Ale House was. It's a nice little there in the uh, river. craft brewery triangle we got. Mm-hmm. So, um, something to look forward to. Their food looks amazing. I know that they've got, I think it's David Lucas who's behind the, the food over there, and he's most recently been at Heavenly Goat up in Granger, which is another brewery that came... Two, as we were yep, that was started the show. Yeah. Um, and then you mentioned, and I didn't know about this, but I'm going to throw it into news and notes, there's a beer fest in the works for... Yeah, from what we hear, the uh, Wine and Beer Fest is coming back for uh, Four Winds Field downtown sometime in May, but uh, maybe you didn't hear that from us. Maybe you did. Please be my birthday. Please be my birthday. <laughs> Would that be amazing? Yeah. That Friday, May 7th, you go down there and party, or maybe even that weekend, May 8th or 15th, whatever. I don't, I don't think that we're going to see a Three Floyds. It might be the 14th, I heard, so I don't know. Are we going to see a Three Floyds Dark Lord Fest this year? I haven't heard I haven't heard rumbling about it. Probably not. This would be around the time that we'd have to get tickets, though. You yeah, know? Because, because of St. Patty's weekend was the uh, the weekend went on sale. I don't think we're going to see that. Yeah, bummer. There's been some speculation that now that Three Floyds knows they can sell out all the beer without having the expense of a festival, that that's the way they're going to do it. 
But I think the festival brings in loads of money. I would have thought too that and the like the notoriety when well, you think about a festival. I know the ticket gives you access to the band. You can watch the live music play throughout the day, and it gives you. But all the everybody at Dark Lord Day is in line to throw more money at more tastings. Like those mm-hmm. be, those beer lines are full all day long of people just handing cash and all the merch they sell. So I think the festival is going to come back. They I know should. That I know that they don't have any plans to open that brew pub ever again. But I I gotta believe that festival is going to come back. It's too bad. It's too bad that they're not going to open that proof of a... The pandemic has taken so many things from us. But yet given us so much. So that's what we can celebrate after this year. I mean, we've gotten carry out, uh, toast tab. You know what? If it cost us brew pub action at Three Floyds to get all this stuff, then maybe some would say it was worth it. Who knows? Yeah, man, I don't know. Well, <laughs> thank you for joining us. Uh, on behalf of Zach and myself, we appreciate you being with us for the last six years. And uh, from Zach and I to you, on you know what? Not a cheers to us, a cheers to you. Cheers. cheers. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.